0: Due to the Thanksgiving holiday and powerful first world problems, there won't be a new Amish Baby Machine podcast episode this week. Instead, please enjoy this episode from sometime in 2015. Enjoy. Warning. The following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machines with your hosts, Dag and Jeff. <laughs>
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created—the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring Dags and Jeff. I'm your beautiful host, Dags,
0: and over there is Jeff, rocking back and forth. Hello, Jeff. I want to do a TV show that's going to be a mix of "Touched by an Angel" and "Father Dowling." I think you see where I'm going.
1: No, I don't. There's some uh, computer monitor in the way. Hello, friends. How are you? Welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created. Pasty Adam is here. Hello, Pasty Adam. Hello. Did you hear that? He doesn't have a microphone, but we'll talk about that later. Hello, friends. Jeff, have you watched the
0: new sex tape? Um, is that, uh, you're talking about the, what the, the, the fappening? There were some sex tapes, sex tapes released there, and then pictures with like Kate Upton and stuff. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Negative ghostwriter. The pattern is full. I'm talking about Cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid's sex video.
0: Interesting. I heard they're going to have to open up a new PTSD clinic for the people that have seen it.
1: I saw it. Did you watch it? Hell no. Pasty Adam, you watched it. Did you enjoy it? Not really. You did too. Pull your pants up. It's a wonderful video. It stars um, Cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid. I can't tell if he's wearing the white shoes that Clark <laughs> liked so much. But he's, he's sitting there uh, in front of the... Monitor. He's got this white. He's like evil Santa now. Do you see him? He's yeah, got I the saw
0: glasses. The beard is w- really weird looking. He looks like uh, almost looks like Brian possein the comedian.
1: He does. He looks exactly like him
0: with that weird neck beard and stuff. Very like
1: good. That. Yeah, neck beard. And uh his beautiful wife is sitting on the on the bed in the background. Looks like a luxurious cheap motel. Mm-hmm. She's in there in some sort of weird seventies fetish outfit. And he's, uh, he's pissed off at Fox News Corp, at uh, Robert Murdoch. Rupert. Rupert. Who's the guy that won the, the Survivor? Was that Rupert? But anyway, uh, Rupert Murdoch, and he's got a mask of him. He's pissed at him because he said he got him arrested and took all his money and took his houses. He's had some paranoia going on since the
0: late 80s. Yeah, he, he's, I think he's off the deep end at this point. Well, he's in Canada because he's on the run from the law. He's avoiding taxes and IRS and stuff like that. So
1: he talked about the Hollywood Whack Club, where he believes, uh, it's not what you think. <laughs> he thinks that like Hollywood is uh, knocking off certain people. Like I'm trying to think all the people that he thought Hollywood has killed. You know, like famous people that have died like, of overdoses and stuff. He mm-hmm. said they had something to do with it, and they're, they're hounding him.
0: By the way, we're coming up on the anniversary of Whitney Houston. Three years drug-free. Mazel tov.
1: What? Why do you? You should. You're just like #hashtag too soon. That's what you are. You're an evil man. Anyway, back to my wonderful love story. This is a story about love, about sweet love making. I don't know why you have to ruin it with your okay necro humor.
0: Just want to congratulate her.
1: But anyway, so he he's. He he's got this paranoia with his wife. They've been they've been on the lam You said they're in Canada now and they made this video where he's pissed off and saying how he's getting fucked over by uh Rupert Murdoch and he has a mask and he made a mask. He puts it on his uh lady friend there and starts banging her in front of the camera. It's 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 a beautiful it's like it's like Martin Scorsese meets Borat Borat. I mean, it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I think all you guys need is watch it.:
0: Interesting. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to. Watch. it's It's literally watching the, the sort of the uh decline of a person, just watching them sort of descend into insanity.
1: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I don't know why it's it's art, it's lovemaking.
0: Do you think they're going to get him from that video, or what? No. I think he's fine in Canada. I, think, I, think, I don't think it's something they can extradite for. Nor would they spend the time and the money to chase him. I don't think they'd go for him.
1: I don't know. Check it out. It reminds me of Two Girls, One Cup. That was another fine filmmaking. The music on there was beautiful, by the way. Who scored that, Jeff? Two Girls, One Cup.
0: I think it was uh, Hans Zimmer.
1: <laughs> you were, uh... Cruising the internet's there for wonderful stories. What do you got for us, Jeffrey?
0: Oh, on the spot. Um, the, well, there's the Chinese kid that decided he was addicted to the internet, so he cut off his left hand. Do I'm not, you tell. I'm not sure how effective that's gonna be. He left a note for his parents and called a taxi to bring him to the hospital. And uh, yeah, he cut off his hand. I don't. I. That's one of those stories where I didn't want to read the details how he did it because like it's. Uh, it's like, you know, when somebody, like 127 hours when he gets caught into the rock and has to cut his arm off with a pen knife. I just don't want to know. But, uh, yeah, he was addicted to internet, so he decided that, uh, and, and internet gaming, so he decided that the best way to solve his problem would be cut off his left hand.
1: He should get the connect now.
0: Yeah. See, there you go. Yep. That's the problem. Is you can't avoid it. You can do one-handed gaming with your, 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 your uh, iPhone or something like that.
1: If I had my hand cut off, I'd have cool attachments on there. Like okay. I'd have something to make Julian french fries. And what else would you have on there? he would have a colander for delicious macaroni and cheeses. And
0: just do like a Dremel. That we could just change out the parts.
1: Yeah, the Dremel has got a lot of cool uh, attachments to it. You could do the sanding and the drilling. and That would be a great idea for an attachment.
0: Nail buffing. Oh. He could be uh, one of those nail guys. And they have a Dremel in one hand with a nail buffer.
1: That's good money. There you go.
0: What else you got for stories? Powerful internet stories. Um, man, the, 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 my favorite place to go for just kind of crazy, over the top news is uh, Reddit has a um, a subreddit called Not the Onion, where you, you would think if you just read the headline, you would think it's something that's from the Onion, but it's an actual news story. But one I like is there's a barber in, uh, I think it's Georgia, and he will publicly shame your misbehaving kid by giving him an old man's haircut. So if you can imagine what what Jean-Luc Picard's hair looks like with that sort of the bald on top and the ring around the side, he'll take your your nice young kid and and shave the top and cut it real short around the side so he looks like some short old man so him and Danny DeVito can stand next to each other and and be not married to Rhea Perlman anymore.
1: The Skullet. I, I love the Skullet. I'm wor- I'm going for that look right now. Is that what it's called, the Skullet? Uh, well, the Skullet is where you, you know, bald on top and you have party in the rear, you know. It's a good way to party in the rear. Sort of the Gallagher? Yes, the Gallagher with the smashing the, he smashes pumpkins, right? <laughs> Despite all my rage, I am still just smashing well, while the no would... one's in a cage. There's a, a s-
0: there's a sequel that didn't work, Gallagher 2.
1: Electric Boogaloo. Everything in the two, we have to say Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. We have to. Sorry about, about, uh, talking about stories, Brian Williams on uh, NBC was lying about taking fire in Iraq. Yeah. In the helicopters.
0: Yeah. The part that made me question it is when he said that he was riding on top of the helicopter holding a minigun. That seemed a little over the top.
1: Kinda of like Jesse and Predator. Yes. I ain't got time to lie. Well, remember uh, Hillary Rodman Clinton? Remember she lied about sniper fire when she was uh, overseas in the war zone and she had a duck to get into the car and Where did she say she was during that,
0: do you remember? Was it Finland?
1: I want to say I wanna say Sweden. <laughs> some neutral joint. I think it was Bosnia Herzegovina. But anyway, she made up some bullshit story about sniper fire and they had a duck and it was all bullshit what do you think it is why do people always have to embellish it i mean like if you're if you're uh brian williams over there you're in iraq you're doing a story isn't that enough i mean do you have to do you have to you know bullshit it cover it up i mean uh spruce it up you know make it funky
0: Well, I don't think it's the conspiracy theory. Everybody's making it out to be. I think it's just when people tell stories, they tend to embellish and and bullshit. And sometimes people kind of go way over the top and go too far before they even realize that, uh, before they even realize what they've said. Because, you know, I I wonder if that wasn't the case with, with, like, Hillary Clinton. She's talking, trying to make a point about how dangerous it was and just said something about snipers, and then, I mean, it probably immediately knew it was a stupid thing to say, but had said it anyways. Because sometimes the truth is boring. I guess we know who you're voting for. I wouldn't vote for her in a second, but I think people just sort of make bullshit things up just to sound either as a form of hyperbole or just to sound cool or whatever. Because I mean, just everyday life, you talk to people and, and they're telling you a story, and you know it's bullshit. Or at least parts of it are bullshit, or elements of it are bullshit.
1: Would you lie to me? All right, we're done lying. The Red Skull. Captain America. Did you see Captain America, Jeff?
0: Yes. We saw it together, I think.
1: Was I moving? Was I making a lot of noise? You were making a lot
0: of noise. You're talking. Apparently I make a lot of noise. at people.
1: No, I... He had it coming. Anyway, the Red Skull. (laughs) Did you hear about this dude on the... uh, He's from Venezuela. Is Mm -hmm. that how you pronounce it in venezuelan he's from that's from venus or what but anyway uh some dude he's did the body mods as the kids call it to become the red skull he cut his nose off
0: what what is that but he he didn't cut it as far as the red skull would have needed it would he i mean he didn't go all the way to like the bone well i
1: thought about that too because what the nose is cartilage yeah so it doesn't look like, from the photos, it looks like he just lopped off the...
0: Like just the tip, just maybe yeah. like a quarter inch or something you, we, like that. You
1: know what happens when it's just the tip, too. Yeah. The whole Titanic thing, that's what we're talking about. But anyway, um, yeah, it was weird. He cut his nose off, he put in the implants in his forehead, and he has some really bad like shading. Was that to make him his face look
0: gaunt like a skull? Yeah, probably to give it some kind of definition or something.
1: Why not just lose weight, you know, lose weight and you'll just become a skull? I don't know. Where do you reach a point where uh, you're mentally ill? I mean, there's got to be some continuum on that. Like when, even when you get a tattoo or any bo- body mods, I mean, to a point where you're like, yeah, dude, you're nuts. I'm not doing that for you.
0: Yeah. There's definitely going too far. And I think that's, that's part of it. What it is for them is the shock factor. They want to sort of, they want to get attention by shocking people. And then being a horrific sight.
1: Do you think these people ever, like, get a moment of clarity? Like, what the fuck did I just do?
0: OMG. I think maybe, but it's probably suppressed immediately. Because I think if that really came to the surface, they would they would want to kill themselves. I mean, like, these people that really go all out, like, the the guy that's got the puzzle pieces tattooed all over his face and, and in body and... And he's got his tongue forked, and he's got all sorts of weird uh, body modification pieces in, in, his, in his forehead. I think if he really had that moment of clarity and realized what he did, he'd be severely depressed.
1: But then you also have, there's, there's segments of society that, I mean, they're, they're into it. I mean, there's yeah. tattoo conventions, body mod conventions, and you wonder, and then they have to argue, I would assume, like, you get earrings, right? You get your ears pierced, where do you draw the line? Right. I think you draw the line when you're trying to get a job. I don't know. But then when you reach, you know, like that dude, the, what's his name anyway? That Something like the Lizard Man or whatever he's yeah, called.
0: Yeah, I think it's Lizard Man. You
1: That actually becomes your job because you just go to events and you can make money just by making appearances.
0: Right, but I think he's going to get to a certain point when he's in his 70s and, and he's on dialysis where he's sort of regretting looking the way he looks sitting amongst all of his other 70-year-old peers. Well, to be fair, I guess his peers are all going to have tram stamps and gauged-out ears, so... Uh, I guess it'll be a different elderly home than it is now. Jeff,
1: the Internet. Where on the Internet is the best place for people to love and enjoy the Amish Baby Machine podcast?
0: You can listen to our show and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating, give us a review, give us the five stars, unlock the super secret HD audio version of the show. You can also find us on the Stitcher app. The Stitcher app is available for iOS, Kindle, and Android devices. You've got tens of thousands of podcasts to choose from if you've run out of your Amish Baby Machine episodes to listen to. And uh, you can build yourself a playlist and listen all day. That's that's the feature I like as the playlist because you can build, you get to do a playlist and just... You know, do yard work or do whatever you're doing. Paint a room, whatever the rest of the day. and Not even worry about it. Or think about. It. Some people like to listen to music. Music is for nerds. You listen to podcasts. It's, it's highly nerdy. That's where that's where the all but the but yeah, if the music are. that we mention on song of the day, you should enjoy that though. Yes. Um, if you want to interact with us, if you want to share your views on music versus podcasts, tweet us at Amish Beam Machine. You can also Google Amish Baby Machine. You'll get all of our other social media joints, Instagram youtube uh, google plus uh, vine all that good stuff find us on our website at amish not at but uh, www.amishbabymachine.com and we like to put our memes up there Laura La amish is contributing we've got a new contributor the amish drifter Amish drifter um that's a good wrestling name by the way the amish drifter it's a wonderful name um, and he's a wonderful writer Find us there. We also post show notes for every show. We put the song of the day in the show notes and anything else we might have talked about that might be relevant and uh, internet's worthy. Patreon.com, guys.
1: Patreon.com is our crowdfunding page. This is a way to show your support and love for the powerful Amish Baby Machine podcast. What you do is you go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, or go to our website, and we'll have a wonderful link there. You go to patreon.com, you search in, you put in the search bar, Amish Baby Machine. Our page will come up. You'll see a wonderful young lady video that we put together that she'll tell you about our wonderful show. And what you do is you make a pledge anywhere from $1 to a $1 million. It's a monthly pledge. So if you just like to make a one-time pledge, you just, uh, for example, $50, you'd make a, Pledge for $50 and then after one month cancel it. We're not charging for content. This is just a great way to show your love and support for the Amish Baby Machine podcast. We have um, powerful goals here for the show. We want to get a mixing board and uh, new microphones, new computer. We're working on uh, hand me down microphones, a computer we got off of Craigslist. So it'd be great if we could get some new gear. We could take some. uh, calls in from people we could get more guests on we could do a lot of stuff and with that with your loving support on patreon.com and if you can't make a donation that's cool too we still love you guys we love all the support we get jeff you were talking about we were talking about the red skull and then you were uh mentioning off air about the new netflix red not Red, the daredevil yes he is red though. That's why.
0: Netflix bought the, I don't know if they bought the rights or distribution rights or how really that works, but um, they're doing television shows for Daredevil and a couple other comic book characters. Other ones I don't know as well. There's like, what is it, like Ratchet Girl or something like that? I forget what it is. Squirrel Girl? Squirrel Girl and uh, and a couple other comic book characters. But uh, Daredevil comes out first, comes out this April, and they just released, it's a it's a series. So they're doing, I think it's between 9 and 13 episodes. Uh, something like that. Uh, and they just released a trailer for it. And we watched the trailer off air. What did you think? I'm excited.
1: Yeah, but what did you think of the video? Oh. I know you're excited, but it, it looks pretty cool.
0: It's, uh, it's going to be dark. But, you know, he does everything at night, sort of like Batman. So, yeah, you're right. So I it's mean, gonna be it has dark. to
1: be dark. He's the man without fear. Yeah. It's a gritty urban thing. But what I was trying to say, it's 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 a dark film, it's a dark movie. So you look to like uh, when they did in the comic books. I mean, it was in way in a lot of ways the uh, Daredevil kind of mirrored the the Dark Knight Batman. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a I don't know for lack of a better word a copy of Bat Batman. He was you know swinging around at night, like you said, he has his uh he has his blind cane that turns into like a. A thing he can shoot, you know, like a grappling hook and swing from it.
0: I would say Daredevil's a better Batman than Batman is, because he's actually using the echo location and he's blind, and
1: Good point. yeah. I mean, Batman was only Batman because his a because costume. and he was afraid of bats, and yeah. But I, you know I'm looking forward to it. It looks cool. It, it, uh, they had some dramatic music. they had some cool cut scenes, you know, him kicking ass and breathing heavy and such. It, <laughs> it looks cool. I mean, the thing is with all the, everything's going dark now. I mean, there's a new uh, trailer out for the Fantastic Four and that looks dark and gritty.
0: I hadn't seen that. The thing with the
1: Fantastic Four is I don't think it's, it was ever meant to be dark and gritty. I mean, it's like a family. It's, you know, Reed Richards, his wife, the uh, Invisible Girls, you know, brother, Johnny Storm. Now the the one thing,
0: the one that came out. What was it probably ten years ago with Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis and and those guys? That was not a dark movie. No, not at all. That really. was in the same vein as the first the the, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, where they weren't dark and gritty. Where did everything go dark and gritty? Was, was it, it The Dark Knight? Was it before that? Do you think? Do you think Three Hundred?
1: Well three uh, three hundred was uh, Frank Miller, which is uh, he also did Daredevil. He's a uh, noir dark you know, the, the city, that kind of, uh, that look. So as far as timelines, you know, I'd have to go look on a, because I can't, uh, conceptualize I what time everything came out in.
0: Sin City 300, those are sort sure, of dark, Sin city, dark yep, movies. Yeah, the Frank Miller type jazz. And then kind of after that, it's kind of seemed like comic book movies. Daredevil, I think was 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. That was dark-ish. But st- still, uh, it's still sort of, the, the color, the, the set design was not as gritty and dark as it is now. It was still kind of, the reds kind of still popped uh, a bit. And, sure. And, and uh, Colin uh, Farrell's character was still kind of, I don't want to say campy, but he was sort of like, you know, your typical 80s, 90s supervillain.
1: In the original, the original Daredevil, he was red and yellow. And that changed, the costume changed over.
0: Well, I think the yellow is gonna be uh, it's not gonna play well on film.
1: No, but the the funny thing is they changed it in the comic book too. It wasn't something they changed like 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 oh, really? in the like in the X Men. Wolverine was yellow, bright yellow, right? And and sometimes it's it's cool. I understand when you watch a movie to maybe change some some things. But then we were talking about um, Dick Tracy, where mm-hmm. it kept that that whole you know, the Caillou color scheme, primary colors, it, it kept it and it worked. Yeah, it did. But getting back to, um, the Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four to me was never dark. I mean, they, they went, they delve into a little darkness with Dr. Doom. I mean, he was like, he was, uh, I think he opened, he opened some chest. His mother was into witchcraft or something and you know, his face got scarred and he had to wear that he had to wear the, you know, the metal costume and the, Mm -hmm. the covering to cover up his scars on his face so that's kind of dark but generally the fantastic four was wasn't a dark comic book so i wonder if you can keep both i mean can you have the dark and can you have just like a like like everyone jokes about it but i i I thought an aquaman movie would be great for the kids it would be you know him and swimming with the dolphins and the porpoise what's the difference between a dolphin and a porpoise i don't know So swimming with the ocean and helping out and uh, Flipper and all that, and I think it'd be fun, cool family film, (laughs) and everyone would dig it. You don't always have to have like, like, like turn uh, Aquaman into semen or something, you know, and make him some evil dude, and the water is all black. And sometimes, you know, just have have superheroes the way they were, and not everything
0: has to be dark. Uh, The the I think the reason why it's working though, why they can do these dark gritty movies and it works. As I think the people like you that actually know the comic books and want to see their comic book on the big screen versus just kind of know vaguely the character and a little bit about the story, um, I think that's two different groups. And I think the people that just sort of like, I know who Daredevil is, but I've never read the comic books. I know who the Fantastic Four are, but never read the comic books. I've never really read comic books, but I know who the, you know, most of the, just from pop culture, who the... Characters are. And so when I see The Dark Knight and it's a super dark movie, i it's, you know, what was the second one with Heath Landry? Was that The Dark Knight?
1: Was it The Dark Knight Returns? I don't even, yeah, I, I can't I keep what it's called. titles.
0: That's right? a really good, really good movie to me. And I think this new Daredevil looks really like a really good show, even though it's dark. But then again, I never knew Daredevil as this sort of popping off the page comic, comic book hero. With the bright yellow and the reds.
1: Real quick about comic books, you know. I know the basics. I know the general old stories. I used to read them. Mm -hmm. But we have a expert on the show, and every Friday, hopefully, we're going to get him on. He's Crazy Joe, and he's going to do a comic book minute. Last a little longer than a minute, but it's it's basically him. He's going to talk about something, you know, comic book related. He actually owned brick and mortar, actually owned comic book stores. He's also got an eBay business. He. He's been reading comics, and he's kept kept doing it. I mean, I know I know the basics a little bit. I've read them. You know, as a kid, I know the old school stuff. But I it stopped after a while. But he, he knows everything, and it's really cool. We're going to get a segment on, hopefully every Friday, where he talks about a comic book. Last Friday, he talked about the Star Wars comics, and, and that was great. But anyway, I mean, the, the Daredevil looks cool. I'm just saying... Not everything has to be dark. I'd, I'd like to see some comic book movies for families, you know, kids. What about Ant-Man? I don't know what, what the, the way they're going with Ant-Man. I saw a couple couple trailers. What does it look? Does it look well, dark or look fun? or?
0: It's Paul Rudd, so it's got to be at least sort of in the same vein as um, Green Lantern with Seth Rogen. Or Green Hornet with Seth Rogen.
1: That was horrible.
0: That was an amazing movie. Where there's going to be some humor and some jokes and some, some comedy in there. Otherwise, I think they would have gone with a more serious actor. than.
1: Yeah, even like it. Spider-Man, he, he was your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He would, I mean, he had a, a sense of humor, wit. If you read the comic books, he was always, mm-hmm. you know, they'd some villain would go, oh, you blundering buffoon, and then he would have some crack about it, you know, make fun of it. It wasn't that dark. There was some dark storylines, you know, but generally it was kind of fun. Did you ever see the 60s series of Spider-Man? The it was like a half hour. You know, know, it was the one with Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I
0: know the song, yeah. but that was one that I guess is not really in the reruns uh, circulation. It used to be.
1: Because I remember in the 80s and everything, It was, it's uh, huge for the memes, the memes. People use
0: that. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, the cartoon. I've seen the cartoon. That's yeah. yeah. The memes.
1: Yeah. And there was actually a, speaking of Spider-Man, there was a 19, like late 70s Spider-Man live action TV show on CBS.
0: Wow, that'd be hard to do in the 70s with the special effects. It was horrible.
1: I mean, do you remember uh, <laughs> remember Spidey on, uh, on Electric Company?
0: I didn't watch Electric Company. Yeah, it was... Always uh, a Sesame Street guy myself. You didn't
1: do the Electric Company? No. Nope.
0: I didn't believe that it was the place of the utility company to teach me about stuff.
1: I don't know why, because you're into the Tesla and all that, right? <laughs> you should dig the Electric Company. I don't know the... I think, you know, getting back to the family films, I would like a family film comic book movie. And I also like, I mean, I love 300. I like I like that gritty stuff too.
0: And you think Aquaman is the proper vehicle for that sort of...
1: Wouldn't it be though? I mean, just think about it. In the comic book, he was like orange and, you know, it was just lighthearted. He had blonde hair. He'd swim around and he'd, you know, they had it.
0: Maybe this is the vehicle for the return of Mark Paul uh, Gosler. From, God, uh, can...
1: Wow! Get the blonde hair. Can you imagine, guys? Yeah. Saved by the Bell as Aquaman,
0: with the same cell phone.
1: Brilliant! Brilliant! I love Aquaman. He's cool. I got. Let's do it. That's what we got to do. Have him as Aquaman. Did you ever uh, hear the uh, Man from Atlantis? That was in the seventies too.
0: Uh, It's vaguely familiar.
1: It was uh, uh, Patrick Duffy. Did you ever see the old uh, Dallas show?
0: I knew Patrick. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: He was, uh, what was the, the 80s? Uh, step sit, by step. Yeah. Step by step. Yeah. Anyway, he did his cool, powerful porpoise swim in there. I just remember the man from Atlantis, if you want to write that down. That, that was a great show too. That was in that whole, in the CBS in the late 70s, they had uh, Wonder Woman and they had the Hulk. Had, uh, Man from Atlantis, I, I believe it was all, I think it was a Friday night, maybe a Thursday night. Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard. I mean, they had some great frickin' shows. But anyway, I, I think they could do a cool family comic book film.
0: With Aquaman. Yep,
1: Aquaman. Or, I don't know, did you like the, the Fantastic Four, or not? Or do you think it was too
0: the original one Yeah. did you see it it was a popcorn movie i mean it's not one that i'm gonna fall over myself to find on blu-ray or something like that but if you know if someone if it comes on tv or something like i'd watch it i'd sit there and watch it if i was bored and it was on netflix i'd watch it but you know it's not it's not something i'm sort of anxiously awaiting like the next star wars movie or next star trek movie or something something like that
1: did you see that uh 1978 GMC Star Trek van for sale on Craigslist. I heard about it. You got to you got to look at the picture of that. It's got that, you know, that awesome uh, airbrushing art on there.
0: 70s was sort of the peak of the custom van, wasn't
1: it? The conversion van, yeah, it's awesome. I would. Lo- I mean, the Mystery Machine that was the 60s, but late 60s. I think it started in 69. The summer of 69, if I believe right. But anyways, it was pretty awesome. It's you guys check it out. It's uh. 1978 GMC Star Trek van. If you just put that in your favorite search engine of choice. Well, guys, did you have fun tonight? Did you have a good time on the show? We always do. Yes, Jeff. Song of the day. See? Pasty Adam just l- literally left.
0: You abandoned halfway through the show. And what did
1: I tell him? I said, make sure you remind us, Song of the Day. Yep. Thank God you're here, Jeff. I know. Pasty Adam is useless. Okay, I'm not even going to play his song, too. Remember he picked one out? He did. Remember? Remember? It's fun to say remember, remember, guys. Anyway, my song of the day, Hobo Humpin' Slowbo Babe by Whale. See what I did there? Whale, because of Aquaman. I brought that in there. That's why I'm the host and Pasty Adam is not. Hobo Humpin'
0: Slowbo Babe. Slowbo Babe. I will. If you don't want to type that into your search engine and because you don't want it in your history, go to the uh, AmishBabyMachine.com website and we'll have it in the show notes for they today's They have that episode. bookmarked already. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'll attempt to wrap up the show again. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all the support, all the love. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Machine. I'm literally on there 24 hours a day tweeting, humorous jokes, retweeting, everything, at Amish Bee Machine. And until next time, friends, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher,
1: and everywhere else fine podcasts are found.
0: Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at amishbabymachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.